everybody. This is Brian Gilronan coming at you along with Daniel Peterson. And you have come to the Easy Mojo Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, today with us, our very special guest is Kayla Ritter Rickles. And she is a general badass in education, mm-hmm. female in education, that's right. Yeah. She currently is the college manager for Cincinnati Public Schools. Uh, prior to that, she was with the Cincy Youth Collaborative as the College and Career Success Manager. Before that, she was the enrollment manager for the UC Engineering Department. And before that, she was doing the admissions um, trail at Thomas More College in Northern Kentucky. So welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Good stuff. So um, we were talking prior to this. I'm also in education and we're going to try and not nerd out too much on you (laughs) fine people today. Uh, But I did want to ask you just uh, first and foremost, how did, you know, what's your backstory? How did you get started on this path and making a real difference in the lives of kids and and their folks and beyond? Yeah. So uh, I would have when I was in high school, I wanted to be a teacher, and my mom told me I could do better than that. Uh, so, oh, snap. Right? But that's really a common common thing from lots of parents. We yeah. hear it all the time now. So, one, go be a teacher because that's important. But Amen. Yeah. I uh, went to college and decided I wanted to double major in math and English, which mm. is not really a thing that you can do. Or well, you can. It would take you a really long time, yeah. rather. <laughs> so I picked one. I picked math. And in my senior year in uh, my bachelor's degree program, my uh, faculty advisor would not write me a letter of recommendation. Because he uh, said I partied too much and wouldn't oh do well as a woman oh in the degree program. So Really? Well, we're not going to name that person, <laughs> but screw them. We won't, but yeah, a big <laughs> fuck you <laughs> to you, but that's there okay. Um, so from there, I decided I wanted to focus on women in STEM and um, kind of progress through a variety of, of situations. So worked at Thomas More and focused on unrepresented populations. Mm-hmm. From there, went to the College of Engineering and had a really great opportunity to work with women in STEM, um, first generation students and rural students coming into engineering programs in particular, mm-hmm. because no big surprise, most engineers are white males. Oh, yeah. 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 And then scooped up um, from there, Cincinnati Youth Collaborative wanted me to oversee all their college um, access and success programs. And from there, CPS said, you know, we really want to expand the college work of the district. So I was brought in to build out the strategic plan and the vision uh, across the district. And so primarily focusing on 7th through 12th grade students. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, eventually we'll get down to kindergartners too. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been with CPS? Cincinnati Public Schools? Just finished my second academic year. Okay. Yeah. That so is ramping up for next mm, year already. That is, that has to be a twenty four hour job. It absolutely <laughs> is, right? So having figuring out how to create boundaries is really important, and mm-hmm, having that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really rewarding. I have a cool kind of scope of work, and uh, really being able to create what that work looks like in the district is a is mm-hmm. a neat opportunity. Mm-hmm. I want to take one. Because I feel like everything you're saying is it built off each, of each other. I yeah, mean, when absolutely. you were, it sounds like you didn't get a chance to do too much of that, like women in STEM and, and things like that at Thomas More when you're doing right. the admissions. Yeah. Um, for those that are uh, not familiar, admissions officers are at every college out there yeah. trying to get, you know, you if you're a student or, um, or, or, you know, anybody really try to go to their school. So yeah. were you able to focus? You probably couldn't focus on that too much. 
No, when so actually, there. when I worked at Thomas More, I uh, my territory. So admission counselors typically have a territory, and my territory it could was be many states. The entire state of Kentucky. Oh, um, wow, that's a lot. Which is a lot when it's a yeah private school in the state of Kentucky. So to have the entire state is um, is big. So I spent eight weeks on the road traveling the state of Kentucky, which is beautiful, but. Uh, you spend a lot of time on back roads. So. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are saying, where is that? What's uh-huh. that? I'm going to UK. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Go cats. Go right? cats. <laughs> or go cards if you're towards Louisville, right? Yeah, well, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. absolutely. So I started to perfect small things like, how do you set up a table the right way so someone stops and talks to you so that you don't go to a college fair yep. and not talk to anybody or mm-hmm. <laughs> those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So, mm. uh, But it was a great opportunity. I traveled for weeks at a time by myself, um, so it was a lot of fun. So when you got to UC, how were you able to like dig into you know what you're passionate about? Yeah, so I, um, at UC, had a similarly um, expansive territory that I managed. Um, so I had the entire state of Ohio outside of Cincinnati, oh my God. Pittsburgh, Grand Rapids. Um, I did Chicago a little bit as well. Um, and so that gave me an opportunity. I, it was my responsibility to figure out where I would go visit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I had the opportunity to really decide strategically what schools we needed to visit, but also to spend time in places where we hadn't been visiting before mm-hmm. and really, uh, crafted it was like an hour-long presentation about what it means to be an engineer and Mm -hmm. so at the time uh, prior to working in the college of engineering i had no idea what an engineer did other than it was something that made a lot of money right (laughs) and had something to do with math um (laughs) so i learned a ton about engineering uh, but would travel around to all of these schools so um super familiar with cleveland i spent about a quarter of my time in cleveland um some in toledo some in columbus Mm -hmm. just traveling to high schools and telling them what engineering was and then sneaking in that UC piece as well. Um, Right. So hopefully they would go there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you weren't specifically, you know, shilling for UC? Was it a a broader program? So I was, but um, UC, the way UC is set up for admissions and enrollment, each college has their own enrollment team and they are the ones that are recruiting specifically for programs and also working on some of the retention pieces. Mm -hmm. And the general office of admissions is the set that they read the applications and make final decisions. And so the admission counselors work directly with school counselors Mm -hmm. and all the college admission or enrollment reps would work um, in classroom settings. So I would visit Mm. physics teachers, calculus teachers, all of those types of things to say, hey, you're in the right coursework to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about it? Oh, by the way, here is are the reasons why UC's program is really great. Um, hashtag co-op, but mm-hmm. lots of other reasons mm-hmm. too. Um, so it, yeah, I spent, again, another eight weeks in the fall and six weeks in the spring traveling and talking to kids, um, which was a ton of fun. And how could you, like, how did you specifically, you know, get, get female students yeah. to, you know, to listen and, and get engaged and all that yeah, stuff, right. if that's the, the focus. So, yeah, it seems it was it's a little bit of a balance between making sure that you bring in the right ideas about engineering that attract and kind of speak to some traditionally kind of gender gender stereotypical feminine types of areas. So biomedical right. engineering is primarily women. Okay. So really talking about how you can use that, but then launching into that and saying, well, as a chemi, you can work on makeup and what do you use? And let's think about your day. So all mm. of these things that you use, you get to solve people's problems with engineering. And so mm. um, leaning into some of, again, like very gender stereotypical areas, but then also seeking out um, organizations and schools that had women in engineering chapters okay. or those types of things. And then I also ran the the college 
um, retention initiatives for women when I was there too. So we would host a, an event in the fall called the Women Engineer Welcome. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, companies came in and poured tons of money into these young women and um, tried to get them to stay and be stay excited or about stay in their, the College of Engineering. Stay in the College of Engineering. Yeah. I mean, r- the students that come into an, any engineering program are going to be a top caliber student. So mm-hmm. that's that access point is a whole different issue and actually one of the reasons why I left the College of Engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, women are a hot commodity in engineering. So there were a lot mm-hmm. of companies that were looking to pay oh, okay. for those women, sponsor those women throughout their time. And promote them to, you know, give the support. You got, I mean, you yeah. got first generation students yeah. who, you know, that's a tough road to hold. They could probably spend an entire podcast on that alone. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and the culture. So even once they graduate college, how do you go into a business culture that's not ready for women or not like ready for first generation? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, can, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like just that, that challenge would be breathtaking. So how did you then get into the, did the youth collab come to you? Cincinnati Youth Collaboration? So they did not. When I was, I was looking for an access opportunity at that point. I had spent um, several years at the College of Engineering at UC and was really interested in pivoting away from traveling so much into retention (laughs) issues. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at, did some some data analysis and looked at our retention and said, oh, we are losing half of our students on a year basis, which um, is no good. No. And um, some leaders at the time at the College of Engineering said, well, fif- more than 50% is above average for an engineering school, so we're doing fine. We don't, <sighs> we don't have to worry about it. And that was a little bit of the writing on the wall for me to, to look for something else. So I knew okay. I was looking for something access or retention focused and... Um, the opportunity with Cincinnati Youth Collaborative and, and working in the nonprofit space is, is really just what came next for me. What just because I um I've heard the name before, yeah. but I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. familiar. Yeah, yeah it's, enlighten us. So Cincinnati Youth Collaborative serves students in the Cincinnati region. So they're across multiple school districts. So Cincinnati Public Schools is the primary school district, but they're also in Winton Woods. Um, North College Hill and Norwood, mm-hmm. and they serve students um, with mentoring services. So they have mentoring services that begin in third grade and go all the way mm-hmm. through college. Wow. They also have this college and career um, space. So that's what I oversaw. And so those are overseeing co-located staff in the high school buildings mm-hmm. that supplement and complement the work of like a school counselor, mm-hmm. okay. what we used to call a guidance counselor. Nope, um, that is not the proper terminology. <laughs> I said used to, right? And then, um, but for people, man, that's a, a hard habit to break anyway. Oh, it did, yeah. You know. I know. And then well. um, we also had a pro- or have a program. Um, they have a program called Jobs for Cincinnati Graduates, and that focuses on juniors and seniors and um, students that intend to go into employment directly after high school and right honing on. those skills. So um, they have a pretty comprehensive portfolio, and I oversaw one one component of that when I was there. So I had 22 staff that reported to me. Okay. And what wow. initiatives were you particularly you know, proud of, yeah. things that, you know, were shining moments. So my, I would say what my landmark accomplishment while I was at Cincinnati Youth Collaborative was getting Cincinnati uh, State to mm-hmm. agree to replicating a version of the Pride Grant. So University of Cincinnati offers something called the Pride Grant, and that is for Cincinnati Public School students mm-hmm. who graduate from Cincinnati Public and are Pell eligible, so below a, a threshold of income, mm-hmm. and they get uh, tuition covered and a supplement for books and fees. Mm-hmm. And so I did some market research and data analysis, took it to Cincinnati State and said, it's not going to cost you anything. It's really a marketing 
scheme more than anything, truthfully. Oh, okay. And so here's how you need to do it. And so uh, they expanded that program. So now all CPS students, well, at that time, all Cincinnati Public School students who graduated and were Pell eligible could go to either UC or Cincinnati State, um, no tuition costs, and Mm. also um, have a stipend for books. Wow. The Cincinnati State program in particular also expanded to all schools that Cincinnati Youth Collaborative was serving. So Norwood, um, Winton Woods, and College Hill were also involved in that, which that's a kind of differentiating factor between uh, UC and CPS. Mm -hmm. And then um, what I worked on for my first year, one of the things I worked on for my first year in Cincinnati Public was taking those two schools and going to Gateway Community and Technical College and saying, you're losing out, so I need you to replicate. And so they've created, we work to create something called the Tri-State Scholars Program. So that's actually a footprint across eight counties. So any Pell-eligible student across eight counties can go to college tuition-free. What is Gateway Community College? So Gateway Community and Technical College is like the Kentucky sister school to Cincinnati State. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have four campuses. It just so happens to be where my husband works. Um, But they are serving students across uh, traditional kind of um, transfer types of programs to four-year colleges, but also Mm -hmm. technical degree programs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is, I mean, that's pretty outstanding. And now that is, that's still going on today. Still going on. And we're trying to convince other people to do it. Yeah. Are you still working with them? With with Cincinnati Youth Collaborative, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I don't um, now in my new role I partner alongside them, so okay. I don't Good little, work little crossover. Oh, yeah, yeah, so um, in my role as college manager, I oversee all school counselors, all college access partners. So that includes Cincinnati Youth Collaborative and uh, all college campus partners. So it it's like the collective impact convener. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not to focus too much on them, but I'm just kind of fascinated here. Yeah. How, how long have they been around? Like, what was what's their story on? Thirty years. 30 years and wow. um, John Pepper uh, was one of one of a, a variety of founding members. So they had some Procter and Gamble money and Disney money to build off of, and started as a mentoring organization. Got that Disney money? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, and so yeah, thirty years. Um, they celebrated thirty years last year. That is so cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's great stuff. So they're doing great work for the, for the city of Cincinnati across across school districts mm-hmm. and um, looking to to increase that impact. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And all those you know programs that you know start in kindergarten go all the way up. I mean, I think that's the the real deal. Are you? I know you, you mentioned that earlier. That's yeah. the the push for what you're doing now. So kind of sort of yeah, but since. Uh, I'm only two years into this role and it's a brand new role to the district. We mm-hmm. really focused on just seventh through 12th grade students or high school students. So eventually we'll have a comprehensive K through 12 um, framework and expectation for college and career. But um, it is, it takes time to get all the way down to the kindergarten. We got to uh, focus on our seniors. Yep. Yeah. Right. And yeah. make sure they get graduated first and then mm-hmm. have a plan. So we talk a lot about the three E's and role enlist employ and making sure that mm-hmm. every student that graduates has something to go to. Oh yeah, that's that's. How long has that program been? Because I've heard that on the I've heard that on the radio. I've like I I feel like it's become a mantra. It has, and it actually started with with grads and or with um, jobs for Cincinnati graduates at CYC. Um, It was theirs, and we kind of co opted it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the three E campaign has been going on for four years now. Okay. Yeah, and so trying to invest in that and make sure. So now we're really thinking about so. If you think about a student goes to college and lots of people say, are they college ready? But we have to make ask our colleges if they're student ready and Ooh, really talk about that, it, yeah. too. And well, so we're is, doing yeah, that's that. an interesting elaborate on that. 
student ready. Huh? Yeah. So, you know, one, do you have the cultural competency to accept the students that you think you want on your campus? So um, CPS students and some public school students um, are often a hot commodity for colleges because they represent a very diverse subset of students and mm-hmm. can help colleges increase the diversity and thereby increase rankings for mm-hmm. their for their colleges. Um, but when it, when you have a non-white population coming to your campus, you have to be ready for the support services that they need or just the spaces that they need. So um, where do they belong? Do they have their own um, organizations, um, student unions, those types of things to make sure that um, it's not separate but it's not separate but equal but really integrated into the community and and the the campus fabric and environment but you also have to have uh, staff and faculty that are culturally competent as well Mm -hmm. so um, college faculty often are proud that they fail half their class well is that should we be proud of that is that a thing (laughs) that that should be good um How do we invest in the money so that students have the students have the coaches and the mentors and the tutors that they need? Um, I uh, recently have been doing some thinking and some kind of thought partnership with colleges and thinking about how students um, think about support services. So if we think about um, a traditionally privileged student, like they pay college tuition and they know it's their right to access support services. Mm -hmm. You think about a first generation student. And support services feel like they undercut their sense of belonging. And so if I'm using the tutor, what I'm really doing is confirming that I don't belong in college rather than accessing the support services that are rightfully mine to to access. So there's a lot of work to be done. Um, What I'll tell you is if you look at Cincinnati Public School graduation rates, there are lots of of, uh, kind of uh, media people will look and say, oh, they're they're abysmal. But go look at college graduation rates and... (laughs) They're really bad, so mm. there's a lot to be done. Yeah, I mean, um, question I've been thinking about is just, you know, what you think about public school districts in all of Ohio, like CPS, Cleveland, Columbus, mm-hmm. and, and Cincinnati, and I feel like the, you know, overwhelming opinion is that, oh, it's the, you know, second ran. I mean, there's so many private schools in Cincinnati. I mean, there's yeah. there's just a overwhelming number, and then suburban schools and things like that. And you know, you have to live in uh, you know these three or four districts, which will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And you know, what do you say to that parent who lives in CPS, mm-hmm. but they're going to send their kid to you know uh, a private high school just to? I'm sure you've got an elevator speech. Yeah, well, I should probably have a better (laughs) elevator speech. I should probably have something prepared. But we are really investing a lot of time and money and energy in thinking about, one, student equity. So how do you make sure the student experience at Walnut Hills is the same as the student experience at Hughes? So Mm -hmm. they are schools in the same district. How can they have the same support services and the same expectations and the same outcomes? Um, And so really thinking about these post-secondary outcomes and bringing our our, – partners on board, but then asking our partners for very specific things. So how do we get scholarship money um, Mm -hmm. targeted for Cincinnati Public School students from our partners? How do we get job opportunities that are flagged for Cincinnati Public School students so that they have a space in place and know that they can be successful there? Mm -hmm. Um, So we are on the rise. We are the school district, the public school district in the state of Ohio that's growing the most. I was just going to say, I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and our 
so it's a it's a huge opportunity. We've we grew. Oh, I should know the number off the top of my head. It's about three thousand um, above every other school district in the state. Um, well, and yeah. that's interesting because I mean, in general, the population of Ohio is is shrinking, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're finding a lot of student, a lot of families are moving to the urban core of Cincinnati, and so our um, our elementary schools in particular are really attractive to some of those families. There's also a really high influx of immigrant families to the city, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, we are their first stop. And so, how mm-hmm. do we make sure we're ready for them, and we yeah. know what they need and what supports supports are going to get them through graduation and to something beyond? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's I mean, it's such an enormous task, and. I mean, I always hear, I've got a few friends that work here related to CPS yeah. somehow, and they talk about how many good things are going on. And I mean, um, just the fact that, you know, those same people have said that year on year, they act like school counselors say that, oh, now I have more people in my building. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I think the the word on the street is that there's exciting things happening. There there are exciting things, yeah, and we're growing. So we add, um, we're adding buildings each year, and we'll have to continue to do that to make sure we can meet the, the demand of, of the city, which is mm-hmm. great. Where do you see, at the, you know, 10 years, 5, 10 years from now, what's, what does Cincinnati Public Schools, what, is, what does that look like? What do you, or what do you want it to look like? Right. Yeah, so I hope, I think what we need to really think about and I say this as the college manager, we have to think about validating any student's post-secondary decision and making sure that they are aware of all of the post-secondary decisions that are up to them. So mm-hmm. um, not every student should go to college. Not every student mm-hmm. wants to go to college, and that needs to be okay, and that should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a very young age, we say, are you going to college, or are you college ready, or oh, yeah. all of those types of things. So how do we talk about um being career focused because the goal is really career and you just take different paths to a career. Right, right. And so what five years, hopefully that looks like a comprehensive framework and strategy for how every single grade level in Cincinnati public schools is exposed to careers. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that work, but, but really need to continue to flesh that out. And then we have to work with our teachers, our staff to, to have some really honest conversations. Um, teachers have been in education uh, most of their time, if not all of their time, depending yeah. on their career path to teaching. And so we, we all as educators are often opting to education as your next step beyond high school. But how do mm-hmm. we really have meaningful conversations about everything you can do and um, that it's okay. But uh, we want you to pick a lifestyle and a career that you want rather than continue to climb the, the ladder and get burnt out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is, what does that look like for the individual? I mean, that's yeah. such a, a massive undertaking. Right, yeah. yeah. It's got to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is daunting, but um, we have a good team and a lot yeah. of people. And so um, you know, the vision of the superintendent is really compelling. And, and so um, one of the things that she'll say is every student should be prepared for college because in her mind that's the most rigorous academically and right. that then they can go wherever they want. Um, but we have got to, to continue to increase the academic rigor of our students to make sure that they can read and write and go out into the world and do whatever they want uh, right. because that's how, you, that's how you impact your community. Right. On your Twitter, I think I just awesome. I saw this um, – you had a an article from Forbes, I believe, talking about about what we were just talking about yeah. about college readiness, but yeah. but how the uh, I'm blanking because um, that's just what I do. But can you can you <laughs> can you elaborate what what can you highlight what that you know which one I'm talking about, right? Um, it's so- like saying that not everyone's college ready. It I- has uh, you know racial overtones, yeah. like things of that nature. <laughs> 
so one, I would say we don't talk about race enough in this space. Mm-hmm. So um, really understanding and, and talking about race is incredibly important. So um, SAT recently released their adversity score oh. for, um, for the SAT or College Board released their adversity score for the SAT. And Hot it's topic. really interesting yeah. to watch the... Not everybody's cool with that. Not everyone's cool with it. And um, you don't... It, so let me backtrack and say what it is first for everyone, because not everyone's nerdy like like we are, yeah, perhaps. I'm but totally um, in the dark. The but. SAT. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting. The yeah. SAT will begin to um, publish adversity scores for students that are not um, visible to the students, but are advi- are visible to colleges, and the adversity score will take into account. Um, the expected adversity from the neighborhood that you live within and the high school that you attend. And so it's meant to be a factor that a school, a college can consider when you're going to college to say, okay, well, they might not have had um, access to the same level of of rigorous courses or um, perhaps high quality teachers, or there are lots of assumptions made in that process. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I love about the idea is that it's, it's an, in theory, it should level the playing field. In practice, in theory, in theory right? In practice, it yeah. gives colleges an opportunity to say, well, to, to double undercut a student. So yeah. you have this high adversity score. You're probably not going to fare well here. So we're not even going to admit Jeez. you. Um, and we'll just come up with some other reason to. And we're holistic deny. review. So we just won't write anything. And um, heavy, heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Damn. So, so anyway, uh, we need to talk about race more in this because, um, when you look at, at college going rates and college readiness rates, um, they favor the white students that, that have very traditional lifestyles and very privileged lifestyles. Access to tutors. They can get your score up. Yeah. So one example that would be like kind of related that, um, in, um, the air test, so the end of course exam in the state of Ohio, they had a question once about camping, and our students in CPS don't don't do that, don't camp, so they had a really hard time contextually right. understanding the question. Not all, of course, but vast. Absolutely yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if we're painting with super wide brush strokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, when they did the data analysis of the test and saw that camping was. One of the questions that all many of the students, not all of the students, many of the students struggled with, Outdoor Adventure Club stepped in and started taking students camping. So that oh, cool. way, when a question about camping comes up, yeah. you can answer. They it. have context yeah. for it yeah, instead right, of like, right. I don't know what that is or mm-hmm. why would you do that? And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a lot of words that that we as white people use that um, are not um, as prevalent or used or you have different context and so how do we think about the racial tones and undercharges and in, in a lot of these measures i think is really important um but tests are a problem anyway so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a whole different and topic. i mean i don't it's, it's also assuming that those students filled it out like you know the those optional uh, well maybe they're not optional now but but filled out those questions yeah. right like and if yeah. you don't fill it out then just a lot of holes there's a lot of holes in this thing which yeah sounds like it can lead to, to bad things and we were laughing at holistic review because that is something that every college is going to say that they do mm-hmm. but i think that there's some pretty hard and fast mm-hmm. uh gpa and standardized test scores metrics that they are yeah you know, kind of locked into yeah not everybody of course sure we don't want to 
you not know, everybody, anybody but is a bad I've guy. worked at a college before that made students write an essay that not a single person ever looked at. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That makes me sad. Yeah. Because Man. we, I mean, I have talked to many a student telling them how important that essay is because uh-huh. it's your chance to get your voice in the conversation. And it's unfortunate if your is. voice is not heard at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's why relationships are important, too. So how do you get on people's radar? But that's yeah. a whole different level of privilege. How do you know that relationships are important? How do you make time for that? How do you meet these people? Um, yeah. Is something that we're thinking we're thinking through how to address with our college partners, too. Right, right, right. Wow. I have on my, I kind of skipped it, but on my, my question sheet here, you know, we talked about successes and, and we talked about, you know, the, the some of the... Things that you were just yeah. re- recalling, but but also on the challenges side, I'm sure that there is probably a list mile wide. But mm-hmm. but major challenges for you and either your personal journey or what you're seeing with with where you're at now. Uh, it will always continue to be culture. Mm-hmm. So we can do whatever we want and are able to do to prepare students wherever I've been in my in my career journey. Um, but you can't control what's on the other side. And so mm-hmm. how do you get students? Um, socially and emotionally prepared for that, whether or not that's your job. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, a woman can go into engineering, but if you go to a company that's the old boys club, you may or may not last there. And so how are you ready for that experience? Um, If you go to a high school that's primarily um, black African-American students Mm -hmm. and you go to a predominantly white institution for college, Mm -hmm. how are you prepared for what that experience is going to look like? Because it's going to be a whole lot different than your high school experience. Mm -hmm. And so um, I have the biggest challenge is how do you use your influence for good and your privilege for good while also um, checking other institutions and people on uh, and challenging their notions about mm. about wherever you are, um, whether it's about women in STEM programs or um, black kids on a college campus or, you know, the list goes on and on. But mm-hmm. um, the, the cultural situation and the systemic issues are, are you have to know what you can control and what you can't control mm-hmm. and prepare students to be able to navigate that. Yeah, and that I mean, that is that's such huge stuff. I yeah, mean, it's heavy. That is, we preach so often about like how college is the next thing. That's what you have to be ready for. Yeah. I just think it's so cool that you guys are really making a push to make that equitable for everybody and yeah. to make it okay. Like you know, I want to be a welder. Yeah, and that's right. great. Right. That's great. Right. Like do You're that. Make a whole and lot of money as a welder. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's something I, you know, trade work is, yeah. you know, why, why isn't that just uh, as valuable as, of an option? Yeah. You know what I mean? Then going to school for four years for something that you don't even really know how you're going to use it or why, you know, and yeah. why you're there. It's so young, too. Well, you know, it's so like, young. I don't know what the hell I wanted to do when I was 18. I still yeah. don't know what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I have right. a job. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 And white kids should know that too, right? Like you don't have to be pushed to college. Yeah. You can Hell go yeah, to a right. trade program. Yeah. You can go to the military mm-hmm. and that's just as good for you. And so yeah. um, just making sure we say that to all of the students and mm-hmm. all of the kids rather than just to this like subset of like, well, are you college ready? It's okay if you're not. You can mm-hmm. you can go exactly. into an employment right. too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, as you're patting the head. The, right. Yeah, yeah, oh, aren't visual. you precious? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. Just to pivot away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so um, with us as always is our, 
uh, lovely, talented, amazing sound engineer, Jeff Rickles. Yes. You share his last name. We do. Obviously. We do. Uh, how How is that? <laughs> uh, so Jeff <laughs> is my husband's cousin, and um, we are big fans of his, of his uh, bands. So, uh, yeah, we yeah. spend a lot of time together, but we are related. I am related to Jeff by marriage. And how did you uh, how did you come to meet Chris? So my husband and I, I met my husband on my very first day of college, but wow. I was not dating him or interested in him. Um, was with another man, um, as you do, as you do, yeah. and um, went through college, and we were great friends and no problem. And then one day, when I was working at Thomas More, this my, is you were oh you were you were in the admissions. I gig. was working, yeah, yeah, in admissions, and my husband. Well, he was not my husband at the time. My friend Chris <laughs> sent me flowers oh. and um, said, uh, in short, like. I want to date you and be with you. I like you. <laughs> and I called him and be, was like, sorry, I'm dating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I literally said to him, not right now. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. You're, you know. Yeah. Maybe later. Yeah. Maybe oh, later. Were, right. Above board. Playing, cool. playing the field a little bit, hey. but maybe I'll get back to you. <laughs> um, and 24 hours after I broke up with the guy I was dating at that time, Chris reached out like, hey. I see you're single now. So, it's like, oh, you've been uh, scoping pretty close. It's yeah. pretty, yeah, it's a little hey. creepy, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, so now seven and a half years later. Oh, wow. We're nice. married, been married for four years, so. And what nice. is, you were mentioning it before in Gateway and all that, but yeah. what is his, uh, what does he do? So Chris is uh, the philosophy faculty member at Gateway Community Technical College. Uh, he is working on his PhD at University of Louisville, so I'm a PhD widow. And Oh, condolences. <laughs> it's okay. And he's also, um, well, he would want me to say he's the assistant dean of arts and sciences, but he's actually the assistant to the dean of arts and sciences. You really emphasize that. It's okay. That's, uh, that's a, sorry, Chris. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so he's busy philosophizing, and um, it's very dense content. That, that is some intense stuff. I yeah. tried to, I knew some philosophy majors in my own undergrad, and it was a, it was a bit of a challenge to wrap my head around what the hell they were talking about. Yeah. Time, you know? And to compound it, he focuses on the philosophy of the mind. Isn't philosophy of the... Well, like the science of the mind. So uh, how does your... So it's like doubly dense i'm like right. i can't i like, can't read you guys got some anything. pretty heavy careers man yeah, what, what do you uh yeah <laughs> we do have fun i promise uh, no i'm sure you do like what how do you how do you uh decompress from all that you know so chris and i travel to get too a bunch okay, no that's no cool, yeah. well i mean yeah let's go into that <laughs> let's go for it. No. <laughs> um family show we yeah seriously we we travel a bunch um so we i have been to all the continents except Antarctica. Chris has been to all really? except Antarctica and, and Asia. Um, so we, we've taken s lots of big trips. And that's then awesome. um, he is in school. And that's a hobby for him, I, I assume, hopefully. And yeah. I am um, dipping my toe into brewing beer. What? Really? Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, huh. Yeah. So we, I am in a, um, uh, I don't know what we would call it, a beer team. I don't know. We have a brand. Called Radicorn. Really? Um, we have a pretty badass logo that our neighbor drew for us, and we are brewing 26 beers for a homebrew competition in August. No so, kidding. Yeah, that it's is pretty awesome. So cool. Wow. Yeah. We need to connect you with one of our 
another guest that yeah the, the brew bus yeah our since uh, my uh oh another one of my jobs as a tour guide for since he brew nice. bus and, and mike stokes yeah. shout out mike um yeah we just had him on a few weeks ago cool. we did we did and uh so the brewing is it's fascinating the cincinnati beer history you it guys is. should listen to that one with mike um but it's that's that's so cool yeah so how long have you been brewing oh I'm very novice, so. <laughs> but you've already got your own brand. I mean, I d- uh, yeah. So here's, bad. yeah. I have to like shout out to Mike Radwanski and Josh Horn. So those are my two brewing mates. Um, mm-hmm. so Rad Ick Horn, Rad Radwanski, Ick Rickles, and then Orn Cor- um, Horn. Okay. So okay. that's our our logo together. They're my neighbors. Oh my gosh! I can see you in your future. <laughs> You're gonna ditch all this this school stuff and just brew beer and open a brewery. Right, man. Yeah, it's the town to do it in. Mike, yeah. listen, listen, Mike. This is what we need to invest in. I'm gonna make him <laughs> make him listen to this. Um, yeah. So he, uh, Mike, works at GE. Josh works at Fifth Third, and I'm at CPS. And we brew, um, or I, I uh, grind grains. Really, um, I'm just dabble, beginning to dabble in the brewing. Mm. So I brew by myself for the first time next Saturday. I'll be making okay. a Belgian blonde ale. All right. Hmm. But collectively, we're making 26 beers. Um, that is wow. so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you go to Listerman's for your, your yeast and all that jazz? Of course. Or, of course, you yeah. You have to, Local and then you have to Cincinnati. have at least a beer while you're there, right? Oh, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've helped with a couple beers, and um, then I'll make my, my first on my own next Saturday. Man, nice. congratulations. That is, awesome. Thanks. that is That is awesome. It's nice to have a hobby other than work. Yes, because oh, that yeah. can get super duper heavy. Yeah. That, that is imagine. for sure. And then you're brewing beer, so it's like, you know. Right. Fruits of your labor. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you got to you gotta test those batches, so. Absolutely. Quality right. control yeah. is important. premium. Uh-huh. It's very important. Any, uh, just to circle back a little bit, so you said traveling anywhere yeah. in particular is a favorite spot for you guys to go to or, you know, hilarious adventures, things like that? Oh, man. I'm sure that there are. Um, so... We went to Australia a few summers ago, two summers ago, and um, that was my husband's favorite. So we went to the Great Barrier Reef, which was just amazing. Um, But we were really, I guess, lucky that we lost track of days. And so one morning I woke up and we got we were very casually getting ready and thought we had other plans. Looked at the calendar, my phone, the dates and was like, oh, fuck, we're supposed to be on a boat to the Great Barrier Reef right now. Chris is still sleeping um, in his underwear. So I'm like, you got to get up like we got to go. And um, run down, and they were like, "No, sorry, we can't help you." Uh, so we had to buy a whole new oh. barrier reef adventure, which was definitely worth it, but was not cheap. Um, uh no. So that was no. a pretty expensive um, goof. Yeah, and then yeah. that same night when we got that night that we missed our boat, we also had dinner with a homeless man. Um, we mm. in the park they had grills, and this man, French homeless man, was like, "Can I have dinner with you?" And we're like. Sure. sure so we <laughs> made dinner for him and then he like went away and whatever it was lovely so you meet Man. cool people traveling it's yeah it's the truth yeah I it's a lot travel. of fun yeah so i um i have been to asia and my husband has not because i went for a work trip once and i um went to Chongqing, which is inland china and mm. um i was the first white person that most of those people had seen. So I was like posing for pictures. Like oh, wow. I am probably on people's walls in their homes. Like who like, is that person? This like, yeah, 20 something white woman, like probably with a peace sign or something. Cause I was probably being like, like that at that, t- that mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
yeah and people were like are you russian are you american i'm like i and so anyway that was a really hysterical um uh, very unexpected experience my husband has not been to asia but he's six and a half feet tall so i'm pretty sure if i took him that it would be even more pictures just because he's so freaking tall Um, wild so yeah maybe gateway can hook that up some kind of exchange <laughs> philosophy we'll of the mind right. in china asian Hong philosophy Kong, i don't know if those are things they you can want. tie that in right maybe uh, maybe right. we'll think about it we'll think about it <laughs> oh my goodness that's awesome yeah we talk about advice yeah but, oh, so my. you know yeah what you, you got a, a youngster Right, getting ready to kind of looking down the barrel of setting off on life, and yeah, what what do you uh, what do you say? What's some words of encouragement, advice, things you've mm-hmm. learned along the way? I know that's a loaded question. Like that. It's a pretty loaded, yeah, like, but, yeah. but right hard. back to the heavy stuff. I feel but, a little you know. put on the spot. Well, we like to always, yeah. You know, the, the whole, our whole tagline is um, inspirational people, what inspires yeah, like them, it. and all that. And you know, everybody's path is different. We recognize mm-hmm. that. But you know, folks that listen to this, yeah, like to to have a takeaway on just what your thoughts mm-hmm. would be. So, <laughs> any kind of good life advice. I would say that time is your biggest commodity Mm -hmm. and don't forget that. Um, And I need to take that advice sometimes. (laughs) Um, But also don't be too prescriptive with what you think you want to do with your life, both, you know, on, on all of those routes. So it's great to have goals, but it's okay to take different paths to those goals and it's okay to get rerouted. Um, I have had lots of jobs that I never had expected um, to have and have done some really kick-ass things there. So, um, it's okay to to have different different paths and different things than your parents want for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. And I mean, we had another guest on Brian Level a few times ago, and and he had kind of similar thing. Just that, yeah. you know, you know, kids. Your job is to to listen to your parents and and that <laughs> to a certain extent, right? Sure. And, guess, and, yeah. and you know, the parents no. need to. <laughs> you know, respect their kids' choices and even if it's not exactly what you want. And that's a tough thing. Yeah. And I'm not a parent, so I don't feel like I have that expertise on like the other side, right? But, yeah. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. I feel that. Hmm. Um, yeah. So what's in like, you know, anything exciting in store for you in the future? Big Any things projects? in the works. Projects. Mm-hmm. I travel am plans. Well, besides travel you know, forming young minds. Right. I mean, changing the landscape of Cincinnati, but in my <laughs> spare time, um, <laughs> I said just all that little okay, chestnut. Yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. Um, my husband and I are taking a two week long um, camper van trip this summer, which will be, I'm certain hysterical and it might really test our marriage in ways we're not ready for. <laughs> oh my. Um, no, I'm I'm mostly teasing, but we are going to sleep in a van for two weeks, and Chris is six and a half feet tall, so we had to be very specific about what van we got so uh, we could sleep yeah. in the van. Yeah. Um, and we very naively thought we could like book camping in Yellowstone three weeks out from the event. And oh, that's you're funny. Not how things work in Yellowstone or Grand no. Tetons or Glacier National Park. Um, no. So that is, is really something. Um, and then, you know, what I'm personally trying to consider is what is my, my side hustle. So I've spent a lot of time, 
with work and work is great and uh, beer is not yet my side hustle. I was just going to say. Not yet, not yet. Um, Uh. But uh, my master's is in marketing and um, so thinking about what consulting could look like or Mm. those types of things um, for some, you know, you always want multiple streams of wealth. Um, So what can that look like? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did I see you're also involved with... um OAC and, and all those things. Oh, yeah. What is OAC Act? Yeah, for so I'm the treasurer of Ohio Association for College Admission Counseling. Boom. Um, which, yeah, OAC Um So it's the group um, in the state of Ohio that uh, oversees college admission counseling, both access side. And then, um, yeah, so I'm involved in that. I'm on the board of directors, the alumni board of directors at Thomas More College. I'm involved in the National College Access Network. So, professionally very LinkedIn, um, but, you know, looking for, for some different personal endeavors, too. Professional gotcha. badass with a... I think you should go all in with the beer, personally. With the but. beer. <laughs> Maybe. Well, we'll see how the blonde turns out, right? All right. I mean, I have a whole... The blonde can really be then expanded from there, because you can have a strawberry blonde, you can yeah, have a dirty true. blonde, yeah, you can have a... And lots Anything. of opportunities there. And I, my advice to you on that is, like, if it, you know, any... any quote unquote air quotes failure is just a step towards the next better batch. Yeah, and oh, yeah. it'll still get you drunk even if and it's it'll a still get exactly. you drunk. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So there's some life advice <laughs> maybe I don't know. It'll still get you drunk, children. Wait no. Yeah, no, that's not right. <laughs> Take that back. Twenty one and older. Can we edit yeah. that out, Jeff? No? Oh no. That's dang. Okay. <laughs> he said it's dang. Yeah. Well Kayla, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank Taking you. Taking the time. It's uh, been ton of fun. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm really. You are a badass. Oh, well, thank by you. Everything you're doing, seriously. I, th- I think that the, the work with the kids that you're working with now. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that you stay there. It, yeah. I think you're needed there. Thank you. Um, you know, life takes different pathways and all that, and you're majorly qualified. But you're, I, th- I hope you feel like you're in the right place. It's a cool gig. It's, yeah, I, cool I do gig. feel like I'm in the right place. So. Um, it seems like you just kick ass wherever you <laughs> land. So pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's your mo. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, man, <laughs> it never it. fail. Not. <laughs> um, is there anything you would like to plug? I know we, people can find you on on the twitters. Yeah, right, so you can find yeah. me on Twitter. So um, at K Ritter Rickles, R I T T E R R I C K E L S. Um, that is about my footprint at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to work on that that uh, personal um, endeavor. But yeah, find if me fam- there. If I- families want to check out all the cool stuff happening at Cincinnati Public Schools, where would they go? You go to cps-k12.org okay. and find us, find out what we're doing there. Um, but it's stuff. cool stuff. 16 high schools and they all have um, all kinds of programs. So check That's it out. Awesome. That is fantastic. Awesome. Well, this cool. has been Easy Mojo Podcast. You can find us at Daniel. Easy Mojo Baby. Dot com. Love it. And we you can help us out, listeners. If you, you retweet and you uh, repost on Instagram, you send all that out on, on Facebook. Subscribe. Review. Download. All this stuff helps us out major, major league. Yeah. And uh, the more you do that, the more we can come at you with these awesome people yeah. like Kayla. So yeah. thank you again. Yeah, thank you. We're all signing right, off. See you. See you next time.